when we found out that Shane wasn't going to be here, I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll be done by eight o'clock for once. Yeah, but, we'll be able uh, to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. I am your illustrious host. Oh, I hate that I use that word, uh, Derek. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is uh, Geekscape Games, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape dot network. Uh, yeah, there's always a bunch of us. We got a rotating uh, catalog of hosts and people that love to talk about games with each other. Uh, and today, uh, yeah, it's me. It's Derek. Um, you can turn your volume up. You can, you know, don't have to hide your children this week because Shane O'Hare is not present. Uh, so there won't be any super offensive, uh, alarming statements probably, uh, uh over the course of the next hour. Um, but we do have Josh and we do have Carlos. So hide uh, your kids. I'm here, baby. <laughs> Woo. I'm here. Hide your How kids. How are you both doing? How are you both doing? Josh, I'm it doing. sounds like you had quite an adventure this uh, evening. Um, yeah. Uh, 20 minute bus ride ended up being almost an hour because the bus never came um <laughs> jeez dude i eventually just gave up i think the bus app that we were looking at said that two buses passed in the time we were standing there no way really oh, so what? yeah so eventually we just started walking home and then when we were like three-fourths of the way home the bus came by so we just rode the rest of the time. <laughs> that sounds terrible and you but still yeah. showed up you still showed up yeah yeah, it was atrocious, but yeah, it was here late, but here it's all good. When when we found out that Shane wasn't going to be here, I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll be done by eight o'clock for once. Yeah, but, we'll uh, wrap it up. Yeah, uh-huh. right? yeah, that's what you thought. <laughs> um, you can be Shane this week, though. You can be Shane this week. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't think I could live up to that to that standard. Fair, unfortunately, fair. Uh, Carlos, I'll try my best. You? Though I went to Anime Go, Expo this this week, Go. so I have tons of horrible things to talk about <laughs> i can't wait to uh, with a uh, with my first convention in three years coming up in a couple weeks i can't wait to hear about it um carlos how are you i'm good uh it's been a while since i've been on the pod and casting with y'all but i feel great it's been a uh pretty stressful week but mm-hmm. hey nonetheless lots of good news coming out i'm 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 i'm, I'm looking towards 2023 Things sound exciting. I know we're gonna get to it, but there's a lot of games that are coming out too this month that I'm like excited too. So nice, <sighs> yeah. nice. Uh, well, t- I'm, do you want to just get into it? What What are we doing? No, how what you are been, we man? I, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've been. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been. I feel aloof lately uh, because usually I like work at home, and so I'm very like you know mostly at home all the time. And then mm-hmm. uh, work has been pretty crazy for the past. A um, couple of weeks, it's like a end of the school year type thing. Oh. Uh, and so I'm like at a different school every day doing things and like not at home ever. And like like today, it was like I left at eight o'clock. I got home at just after six o'clock and uh, and then, you know, like wolf down some food because I because, you know, Worth we it. were podcasting mm-hmm. at seven. Obviously, I had a bit more time in the end, but um, yeah, it's just been like that every day. And so like I. <laughs> the like only game I've played and we'll get to it, but the only game I've played is like an hour of fall guys over the past two weeks type thing. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, my gaming tank is empty at this point. Oh and, my uh, God. I yeah. mean, that's what, I mean, that's what happens, right? As you get older, that's like the 
that's like the concern. Is that what I have to look forward to? Yeah, You're man. Much like, older than me. What do you mean? Dude, as you get older, dude, it gets okay for me on my end. Right, working in the industry, you have less and less time to play games. And if right. you do, you have like you have to think about what game you're gonna use that one hour. Sure, grind, sure. You know, so I feel you. I feel Which I like. I, I, you know, I go through periods of time when it is busy like that too. Mm-hmm. I one thing I have absolutely loved about the not so much the PlayStation, but the new Xbox is the quick resume feature because in the past it would be like, okay, I got like, you know, Michaela's doing something or I, I got to go somewhere in half an hour or yeah. something. So I got like 20 minutes and it's like, I would never choose to play a video game in the past because it's like, by the time the console boots up and by the time the game loads and like blah, 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 you've got like 10 minutes. But with quick resume, it's like from the time I decide I want to play games to the time I'm playing the game, it's like 30 seconds. It's so, it's so good. It's incredible. That's that's been the killer app for for this generation. That's so the future, far, baby. That's yeah. the yeah. future now. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to when they when it gets more um, consistent though. Because like Forza, I don't talk about it every week because I have nothing new to say. But I still play Forza every week, mm. and that game is super buggy with quick resume. Like it'll resume, but the missions stop populating. You don't get credit for uh, stuff okay. anymore. Is it is it because it's like a always online type thing like like the few games that i seem to have had issues with are games where they need like some persistent internet connection um so i wonder if that's something with forza because forza horizon 5 yeah right horizon 5 because that's like always online yeah yeah so i'm assuming that has to do with it but yeah it sucks because that's the only game that i ever am in a situation like that where i want to just pick it up and play it for 20 minutes sure and every single time it's like every single time it's it's all glitchy to the point where now I have to purposely remember to turn it, turn quick resume off yeah. and it has a really long initial load time. So every single time I try to start it up, it takes a while. But, oh yes. Right. But yeah, but that's like the exception of the rule though. Yeah. Yeah. With most, I don't know. I, I don't know why I haven't played more Forza Horizon five. I played it for like two hours at launch through the, through all of the online stuff, not working. And I was like, this game is amazing. And then I never hmm. played it again. I think something else big came out like a week late. Was it, was it halo? Did Halo come Probably. out right after? Yeah, like the multiplayer did. Oh I think. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then so I just played that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah. What if? Uh, who wants to start? What have you guys been playing over the past few weeks? Uh, or- I've been, I've been trying to squeeze and util- utilizing the PlayStation membership. Yeah, premium okay. top. You got that premium for those steak. old games. I did, and um, so far I'm enjoying playing games that I probably missed out during the beginning of the, like the playstation era so i'm almost done beating ape escape the first one i, oh, I actually no skipped on that one when i was a kid that was the first game i was thinking of when you started talking about it because oddly <laughs> enough ape escapes a game i've played through like three times and when i saw that the game got added and had uh trophy support added oh man that that was like the thing to put me over the edge to decide okay i'm gonna get this but i yeah, haven't I- got it yet but I'm definitely going to add it to the list once, uh, once yeah, I get the time. It's, it's pretty cool to have that kind of convenience. And as much as anybody's like, oh, you could just use like a mod or something. Right. You know, I love I love that it just boots up immediately. Everything loads immediately. There's no, you know, there's, there, it's almost like as easy as one, two, three, you know, like getting in there, getting out. Um, and, and does just Apescape really, hold up then? Like, it does. Yeah. It yeah. Pretty, it, I mean, controller wise, whoever idea was to make the r1 button a jump button i hope you die i 
truly hope <laughs> you really? fall down. Well, that is the most I, annoying I, button thing. Because, you know, I, but, I, yeah. that, that was the time they were trying to, like, promote the DualShock, right? It could do all this cool that was stuff. The, I think that was the first game that required the DualShock. Yeah, but, yeah, it was. But it's so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, all that... All that stuff is just very gimmicky. So, what do the if R one is jump? What what do the face buttons do? Oof. Okay, so face jump. Uh, so like, it like, I think per like your jump would like, normally be like X. Like what's it? It would be X, right? So X, circle, triangle, square are all your gadgets that you use. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the right thumbstick is used to use some of these items. So if I want to use like a little helicopter, you have to first switch to that gadget and then jump with the R one and then. With the control stick, you have to rotate your R your R stick in order for the propeller to keep going. And if you stop, it the propeller stops. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, but there's a section where you use two paddles to paddle a boat, <laughs> and it oh, is. Yeah, I remember that. The most frustrating thing on this universe. I have no idea, especially that the camera is janky, so it just moves everywhere. But I would say, like, in terms of level design. And kind of like the key elements to each one. I think it's great. It's kind of kind of cool. I, I I dug the vibe. I dug the the music is really nice. It's like drum. It's like uh, drum beats and snares. Okay. So it's like mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of like house kind of music, I think it it, it does a really good job at satisfying that. Yeah, hold up. And um, where did where did this franchise go? Like everyone, I I I, uh, never, really, I never really played it, but I remember everyone loving Ape Escape, and like you're. You know, it sounds like you're really enjoying it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of like puzzly type, it seems like it would have a lot of legs, but wasn't like Ape Escape 3 also on PS1? And isn't that like well, the last one? Well, none, Ape Escape was 3 was say, on PS2, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like legit, like um, Ape Escape 3, for whatever reasons, never been re released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just been one and two over and over again. And three is like one of the best 3D platformers I've played. Like, yeah. it's an incredible game. And I have no idea why that one in particular has never been ported because I think the gimmick of that one was you would almost like what Mario would do year like uh, way later, but how you would unlock costumes and each costumes would give you different abilities. Mm, okay. Mm. So like, I remember there was a really fun like ninja costume where you could run across wires really fast and chase uh, the monkeys across like feudal Japan and stuff like that. <laughs> and then different fun. levels with different gear and different, um, different puzzles that related to them. It was just really, really well done. And I have no idea why the series kind of just vanished. Yeah. It's like it did and it didn't because it never got another game. But it's constantly referenced anytime there's any kind of like crossover yeah. thing with Sony or even this is before Ape Escape 3. But when, you know, of course, with Metal Gear <laughs> had all the Ape Escape content, side right. content and that right. kind of stuff. Well, and I think in like uh, uh, Astro, what's the what's uh, the Astro room. game for plays Astro's Playroom for PS5? Yeah. Yeah, like there's a bunch of Ape Escape stuff in there too. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, and it's weird. It's like one of those games that everyone remembers and has fond memories of. And like Carlos said, it still holds up, but um, it just never has any new content. And I know now that Sony's kind of moving away from their Japanese development is more focusing on Western development. I feel like the odds of getting a new one are <laughs> right, bleaker yeah. now than they've been in a while. Right. I mean, Sony like has done that with a number of franchises though. Like there's also like Twisted Metal, which is getting a weird sounding Peacock TV series now. I know, but, like, that's hasn't so had a game it. since like was Twisted Metal Black HD like the last release yeah. which was just a yeah, HD was, version of like was, a PS2 game last, like 
No, the mm-hmm. PS3 one, Twisted Metal Black. I think that was Twisted the last. Metal Black was yeah, yeah, yeah. P- but that was the port the of remake a PS2 of the PS2 game. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one on the on mm. the list of all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but in the case of Twisted Metal, like I feel like every Ape Escape game was great, but like mm. Twisted Metal oh, was, was a really really hit or miss. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, play, playing the PlayStation Classic has been great. I mean, the one cool thing is that you can actually reverse time, which is kind of no cool. way, really. All the games that are PS One, you can actually revert time, even PS Two games too. So if you die at a certain area, it's almost like you know, like save, you know, with, with like save states, with emulate, you know, save states and emulator stuff. That's so mm. it's perfect. I could just go back to a specific like moment. I'm like, cool, I could go back here and just don't bother going into this area or something. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I, you know, doing this, I had, I had to really try everything because I wanted to see if this is something I want to continue next year. Uh, being at the price point that it is, in compared it's to quite expensive, it's quite expensive in compared to what Game Pass is. Um, my one thing though is that I missed a lot of PS3 games um, mm. during that era. You know, I, I, I had just an Xbox 360, so seeing all these How PS3 many? games. I was like, you know what? I want to try out this this streaming thing that they do for all these PS3 games yeah, and see yeah. if it does anything. I am quite surprised. And maybe because this is my internet, but man, I've seen no lag. And I think I think the streaming service was 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 meant for PS5 and not for PS4 because I played it on the PS4 and it was janky. As oh, well. really? Yeah. And though now playing on a PS5, I feel I didn't sense lag. I, it's great that I can get in, get out, and go to another PS3 game. Yeah. Um, it it recognizes, uh, it recognizes that I played it right, and it's like, oh, we couldn't find a loading, but you've played it before because here's the trophies. I'm like, you're right, I did play that. Oh, like, really? When I got the PS3 super late, um, but it's great to just go in and play like the PS3 exclusive games, even games that are technically considered extremely expensive, even if to buy them physically. Uh, it's great to like, I mean, finding like all the Ratchet and Clank games that I missed out on PS3. Mm. Uh, on top of that, the Slide Cooper collection, like just stuff that I missed. Uh, that yeah, I was going to ask, have. like, which which PS3 titles are you? You want to know like... what the first one, what the first game I played was yeah. the Duke Nukem Forever. Because <laughs> <Really? laughs> I, I don't think I bought. Were you that. trying to convince yourself to cancel the subscription? Or <laughs> oh yeah, I was trying so hard. Um, then after that, I started playing uh, Siren, which is a PS2 game. If you guys don't know, Siren's a really, really expensive ps2 game uh it so is, that was like the horror game right it's a horror game oh, I, I, um, always re- I always remember it looking so like i remember ads for it in like pages of like electronic yeah. gaming monthly and thinking it looked so cool and i never played it because i think it disappeared right away and then it was super it did expensive. it was it was at a short run so yeah. finding a physical version of this game is really expensive but the cool thing too that they added was uh the siren chapters which is an exclusive ps3 uh digital download game and they have those up for free. You could play every single chapter on there. Um, right now, I'm, very, I'm I'm anticipating more of the PSP classics, which I missed a couple oh, as well. I love some of that. Yeah, uh, I'm really hoping they add uh, Mega Man Power Up, which is, I think, to me, my favorite PSP game. I spent the most time making Mega Man levels, and um, they have one game that I played so much and it's not available anywhere right now it's uh castlevania harmony of despair so a lot of people might not know what the game is it is a the multiplayer one right the multiplayer castlevania game it is super fun i forgot how fun it is when you tell your friends to also hop on and you're just like we're we're, we're, everyone's separated in the beginning you know uh and everybody just has to find themselves and it's pretty cool um it's chaotic uh the map is huge but you can get through it together um 
I forgot how much I, I really liked that game and, and how much I wish they would make a new one. Um, but yeah, just, just checking that out. Um, and then I, I had the opportunity, shout out to Blizzard. They sent me a code for Overwatch 2, oh, yeah. uh, beta. So I was in the beta. I played about, I would say like roughly nine hours of the game and just checking out the one mode that they had, but also changes and how it looks on the PS5. Um, Let's just be glad this is just an update, <laughs> not a full game. <laughs> uh, and they're not charging for it. So it's cool, kind of cool. It, it, it's Overwatch 2 why is going to be for it, why free. Is it getting a, why is it getting a well, new number? Well, I mean, the, the heat was is that um, Jeff, who was kind of the director of Overwatch 1, left production mid-production uh, for Overwatch 2. Um, and so a lot of people were really concerned about what this game might look like uh, or how the gameplay is going to be or... Uh, veterans like me who've been playing the game for like seven plus years, like how is that going to change the meta? You know, like how the meta is going to change for these characters and, and what is it for people who are new to the franchise and how that's going to be more, more easier for them to understand. So uh, I think the big concern as well was that the game didn't seem like it was finished. And I think Blizzard saw that complaint the most, even I, I could type I felt that the game was not complete or, or, or whatever they were going with was not the right move. And their safest bet was, Hey, you know, let's just make it into a freedom. Let's just make Overwatch to the update for Overwatch one and let it be for free. Uh, aside from like buying skins, but I think they're going to make season passes for Overwatch. Um, Cause that seems like the most liable thing to do moving forward with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's what I see. Yeah. They're going to be, I, add, was, I mean, they really added two characters for you to play within the beta, which is insane that they're adding characters in beta, you know? So, yeah. I was going to say, I always thought that, um, the intention from the start was always that Overwatch 2's multiplayer was essentially going to be the same as Overwatch 1 because they were planning yeah. on having both games work like work together so that the player base wouldn't be split. Yep. So it's yep. like essentially Overwatch 1 and 2 are going to be the same in single with uh multiplayer but uh what really made Overwatch 2 uh, uh the second game was supposed to be the uh the um PVE like co-op campaign yeah. which they still yeah. really haven't shown anything of. They haven't so that's, but is that, that still w- happening you that think? will yeah that's still happening but I think that's going to be locked and be an exclusive only for PS5 users for next gen users I think for the most part. Uh, I think they made it clear that um, PvP, regular PvP mode is going to be available only for... It's going to be available for PS4 users, but none of the new modes are available for them. Uh, That is exclusively locked for next-gen systems, even though as soon as you put in your Overwatch 1 disc, it's going to play Overwatch 2. I don't know what that transition is going to look like. I guess they're just going to give them a free like update and be like, all right, cool, this stays in your system or whatever. <laughs> well, uh, co- cool thing is that I was able to export all my skins. Uh, they're available both on my Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2 account. Oh, no way. So it's pretty cool. One, one funny thing about it, too, is that they said when they fully transition into the quote-unquote Overwatch 2, which, like you were saying, is essentially just a massive update. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, any loot boxes that you haven't opened yet, once that transition takes place, are just going to automatically be open for you and everything will be in your inventory. Yep. Which is going to be weird for me, because I'm sitting on, like, 130 unopened loot boxes and counting, because I haven't really bothered opening any of them for a while. 
Jeez. So <laughs> I think I think I'm just going to go on stream like the day before Overwatch Two goes live and just open them all. You should see what happens because yeah, like I don't want to all of a sudden just have a ton of new items, but I don't actually know where they came from. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Um, for the most part. Like the the new PvP is so different just because now you can't use more than one tank, um, so it keeps the game a little bit more fast paced, more chaotic for sure. Is there no limit on the amount of tanks currently? Uh, right now, you currently max. You're you're locked to one. So there's only it used to be six on six. Now it's five versus five. Right. So that's but in the, it when out. it was six v six, was it still just one tank or was it? No, it was two tanks. You could pick two, two tanks. tanks. Okay, yeah, if you want, yeah. It, 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 that was the that was the you know the cool thing about it. You had two, but I I do agree that to some extent, having two tanks is 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 so brutal sometimes on levels because it's just like I can't we can't get through like they're babysitting like a bastion or they're like babysitting like a certain area which is very hard when you have two tanks who have shields like Ariza and like Arisa or and and Reinhardt like together it's impossible you just can't it's so hard when you have high DPS and two tanks completely be able to use like a two cool abilities that that they're able to block a certain amount of like DPS so it's I can see why they did the change and I can see why people might not like it but playing it for nine hours i was like wow these matches went by like really fast it feels like a tug and pull kind of game um and it didn't feel like such a punishment and it made it actually made me realize with with the with just the the randos i was playing that oh my god we really need to stick together like this can't oh you, sure. you, you guys can't do the same thing we used to do for overwatch one like you can't do none of that anymore which is great because it it pins you to to really focus on one person and then you know kind of pick off everybody as you can Right. Um, and then it's cool because now they have markers. So you could tell, you know, they, it, it doesn't have an Overwatch one. So in Overwatch 2, you can mark areas. Oh, I love and games say, when you can do that. Stay here, defend here. Yeah. There's a person here. There's, um, uh, oh, you could do a countdown too, which is, I think is awesome. <laughs> I was doing that all the time because I noticed everybody had their alts and I would just, you just use two callings, which is like ultimate ready. And then you choose like a countdown. Like you could do five. Second countdown, three second countdown. Uh, I chose the three second one. Everybody knew Im- immediately knew what to do. So everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, cool! All time, cool. Let's just go in." And then uh, it felt great. It felt really cool. So uh, I'm excited to see what else they're gonna show. Um, you know, whatever they're gonna show. I mean, I I, I just want to see. I just want to see more. Uh, and the new characters are actually really fun, and it does feel like a. Oh, these characters, you know, it, it feels like, oh, yeah, these characters are, are definitely in a part two universe. That's mm, what it feels okay. like. Yeah. Were yeah. there any characters that you noticed that went through any big changes that you either liked or didn't like? So Orisa feels, Orisa got a complete change over. So before she had that shield drop, she does not have that anymore. Um, and she does not have this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody online or anybody's listening uh, she had this ability where she would add to herself shield um so that's gone too so she's become almost like if reinhardt and if, if, yeah if it was like reinhardt and doomfist uh, in terms of charge and like the speed that she can do now so now she throws like these cool little um uh these like 
cool little arches she throws at you. They're pretty good, and they do a lot of damage. It's almost like a stun, which is pretty cool. Uh, and now her, her bullets don't run out, but her gun does overheat, so you have to consistently check if, if her gun's overheating and it turns red. Uh, and she does this uh, cool charge to kind of get everybody in there. Um, and it, her alt has changed, too. Before, she used to give everybody, like, high attack. It's like a percentage, right? Now what she does is that she twirls her staff. She has, like, a cool staff she uses. And uh, based on how long she charges it, uh, let's just say you do, like, a Zarya alt, and it brings everybody together. She can charge it before then and automatically kill everybody. It is an insane move, but it feels really good to be able <laughs> to pull it off. Um, yeah. There, there's some there's some other ones, but um, I know that's been a change. Uh, everybody else feels kind of the same. There's been talk about changing certain characters in terms of what they use now, uh, and I think I don't think they're going to roll that out till uh, till the till the the beginning of the game for sure. But uh, Mercy has an automatic flight mode, which I think it's pretty cool. So um, if you hook onto somebody and she uses her R1 ability, it automatically makes her jump in the air as she floats, which is kind of convenient since that was an issue before. Um, so yeah, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. That sounds pretty pretty neat. When is the actual... When's the, like, the full release, or is it just... Uh, is there I not one yet? I think there is a full release. Uh, I think it's at the end of this year. Mm, okay. I think it was uh, October, but I don't remember exactly okay, so the when. Initial, it's, the initial release was the 28th, but now I think that's gotten pushed back. Um, and I, I think it might be end of year now. Okay. Uh, is that everything you've been playing? Uh, Monster Hunter Sunrise. So I've been playing that too. It's great. I'm going to keep it simple because I don't want to keep rambling for too long, but... <laughs> um, Monster Hunter Sunrise, it's awesome. Uh, you could do some crazy ass abilities now. Monsters feel fresh. Everything feels like a fresh breath of air. New areas are great and beautiful. Uh, I hope people on PC are playing it on PC. Unfortunately, I do not want to give up my 300 hour plus account and then start over again. I am not doing that. So, oh, there's no like cross save functionality. No, there's no. not. But I'm okay. Cool. Still got my Switch buddies online that are playing, so um, it's great. Monsters, new monsters are horrible and scary, and uh, exactly the same feeling I get whenever they add new stuff. <laughs> um, there's a couple new updates they're doing, and we'll get our first collab sometime in August, I think. So, hoping it's Strider. I always hope it's a Strider up like DLC, uh, just because I love Ninja, and this game already has a Ninja feel. So, we'll see. But uh, yeah, go try it. You know, I will catch that update if it's if it goes on sale. Definitely, if you if you really want to get into it. Uh, how much? Like, how much stuff does it add? What'd you say? Oh man, I like big? I'm looking at it. It's pretty big. I mean, it, they added like another ten monsters, mm. and that's not including a new monster that's coming out at the end of this month. And every other month, they'll be adding new challenges and new uh, versions of the monster. So. Nice. Uh, it's it's cool. You know, it's it's Capcom. I mean, that's their bread and butter. They they know that. Uh, that's been their motto with all the Monster Hunters, which is to give free DLC stuff. Mm, but okay. the main DLC, you pay for that. But everything after that, it's like a good a hundred bucks plus more of just content and free sure. items. So definitely worth it, regardless on the long run. But if you can cop yourself a physical copy really cheap, I'd say add it to your library. 
the good thing is that if you start new into this, they actually give you armor to get you started. So the armor that they give you, you can complete the game with that one armor really? just to get you to the DLC. That's correct. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. You know, it's just trying to get everybody like it's almost like wow, you know, it's like trying to get everybody to that level like immediately. Be like, all right, go, go yeah, play. right, go play with your friends. You know, it's like, all right, right. Cool. Do you ever miss WoW? Do you guys play? Did you guys ever play WoW? I'm sure we no. talked about this. I play EverQuest, <laughs> <laughs> really? and Fantasy Star Online. That's the only played, two games I played. Played Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 11 for a little while. Mm. Yeah, I think the only MMO. I think I played Warcraft, World of Warcraft, on and off for like a year. Um, and just like, I don't know, just that loved it. And, uh, and then, uh, what's the, what's the other one? What's the, there's like another one that's kind of wow ish, but it's like black you, desert. No, it was, it was like around the, uh, Guild Wars. Black desert's kind of fun. Oh, Guild Wars. Yeah. Guild Wars. I played a bunch of Guild Wars two as well when Guild yeah. Wars two first dropped. And I also really enjoyed that. Um, and then, you know, b- b- both of those were like, just as I was becoming an adult. So you had time to play things like MMOs at times. And um, now the idea of paying for like a game with a monthly fee sounds terrible because I'd probably go three months yeah. without, without signing in or something like that. Yeah. People tell me all the time, Oh, you want to play wow. You want to play Final fantasy 15. I'm like, that's cool. I- I'm okay. I-, I got other games that need to be, yeah, they need, right. they need to be, which is kind of great. Cause I got to beat God of war for the first time. Uh, PS4. I just beat God of War for the first time a awesome few weeks ago. Game. And oh my nice. I God. hated myself for not why didn't I finish it in 2018? Me Apparently too. I got to like 45 minutes or something before <laughs> the end cuz I kept <laughs> you know I, I started from the beginning recently cuz I wanted to no. obviously play it before Ragnarok but also play it on the PS5 cuz it's in you know 4K60 and everything. Yep. yep. And I uh, you know 2018 was a long time ago so I'm like I got to start again cuz I forgot everything. And just kept, I just kept being like, okay, I think this is new. And then something else would happen that I remembered happening. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was like an hour before the finish when I, when I stopped playing it the first oh, time God. for whatever reason, but so good. Loved it. Cannot yeah. wait for Ragnarok. Me too. That's all I'm going to say. Go play. If you haven't beat, if you haven't played it, go play it. It's it's so worth it. Well, and it's, it's so easy to play now because it's on, it's on PlayStation Plus, right? It's on the premium and it's free to download. Yeah, yeah. it's on the most premium their, PlayStation Plus. Most of their first party IP games are available for free once you get that per- once you get that uh, perk. It's it reminds cool. me, I should re-download. I, I've been hankering to uh, play Spider-Man again. Spider-Man's also part yeah, of the premium yeah. package and it's free. So is Miles Morales as well and Dark- yep. and Demon Souls. It's it's crazy the and, amount of uh, games. And so. Returnal as well. Returnal. Basically every game I bought in the last couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Which my my promise to myself is I'm not going to sign up for this until I beat my copies of Eternal and Demon Souls. Oh my god! Or you could so probably you never could trade your copies in now while they still have some value. They and don't. Then, they don't. They're, they're like worth five bucks a piece. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh. that's not great. As soon as they announced Returnal for PlayStation Plus, I traded my copy in uh, before the value dropped because I'm like I can wait two months to play this. Um, yeah, good, good, yeah. good choice, good choice. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what have you been playing? Um, I haven't played too much because being at Anime Expo over the weekend and yeah, right. everything. Um, but I did get to play some anime stuff on the floor. Um, there's a new One Piece game coming out, uh, One Piece Odyssey, which I honestly didn't know too much about. I just heard them announce it at the Jeff Keighley game event thing. And so I went in kind of blind and I was surprised to see that it's actually a full on like turn-based 
JRPG using the One Piece cast. That's cool. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's like the animations on it were all really vibrant, uh, really kind of carried on the spirit of the show. It's not like a it's not a cell shaded look at all. It's like a fully like three D modeled um, art style that they're going with. But uh, basically, you run around the field. You'll see the enemies on the map. Um, when you encounter them, you end up fighting like your party against theirs. But the cool thing is that you do get a pretty big party in the game. I don't mm. remember if it was four or five at a time, but. Um, because the cast on that show is so big, there's so many different characters that they give you the opportunity to use. And they all have such like cool and interesting powers. Like, of course, uh, Luffy, the main character, he's he's like stretchy. So he's able to um, punch people and kick people in like in a wide um, attack range and that kind of thing. So you could hit multiple enemies at once. He can grow. He can uh, like kind of pound the ground to create shockwaves that hits the enemies hits multiple enemies and stuff like that um other characters will like sanji he only uses kicks and has a lot of really cool moves where he'll like ignite his the bottom of his feet and hit enemies with like fire base attacks Mm -hmm. and just stuff like that um so it's really cool that they found a way to utilize so many characters at once considering the cast is so big and from what I can tell, it looks like it's an original story. Um, like the only thing about it is if either of you have played anime games, a lot of times they really focus strongly on like the visuals and the presentation, but the actual gameplay is usually kind of janky. Right. And you could tell that's kind of like the like the bottom of the priority list as opposed <laughs> to the presentation. So there's just certain things like movement was like really slow. Even when you hit the run button, he felt like he was walking if it was any other game. Um, like he could use his arms as a grappling hook to reach far away areas, but anytime you would, it, it's not fluid. Like when you would use the grappling hook ability, it almost would start up a, like a cutscene that plays a video of him mm. leaping across the gap as opposed to you actually having control of it. And then it's like, as soon as you would regain control of it, instead of him carrying his forward momentum in the game, moving at a faster pace, he would just like completely stop in the air as soon as he got to his to the end of the grapple point and just come to a complete stop, which makes it's just little things like that, where you could tell like, you know, there's aspects of the game that could be refined more, but they probably won't be because the entire budget's going to go into making the moves look cool and the voice right. acting mm-hmm. faithful to the show. So like so far though, it's, it feels like something I would play. Like, to be honest, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of one piece, but it's just that there's so much one piece that I'm never going to watch it. So, yeah. So, like, oddly enough, though, that makes me want to play the games more because <laughs> I would rather get, like, a a video game campaign where I could play it for 10 or 15 hours and it tells me a shortened version of right. 500 episodes as opposed mm-hmm. to actually sitting through 500 episodes. Correction, a thousand and... Holy. A uh, thousand and fifty-three episodes. Oh, yeah. Those, that other 500 is for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, it's but like it's cool. Like as someone who likes RPGs and anime, I'm looking forward to playing it. Just and hopefully they iron out the flaws, even though I doubt they will because they never usually do with games. Like this. <laughs> but um, so that was pretty cool. Um, that that was really the only game I played on the floor. But it's funny when we got when I was at the con 
I waited in like a two and a half hour line to get some con exclusive Inuyasha fig- uh, figure. And Wait, while, how long did you wait for? It was like two and a half hours oh long. Oh my god, Josh! But it didn't seem like it. Was, it was weird because the line hype, was it hype land stuff. No, no, no. The hype land stuff actually was a lot shorter. They did um, they had like a carnival area where if you played like six carnival or eight carnival games, you would get a free either tote bag with a custom print on it or a t-shirt that you got to tie-dye yourself. So I spent I spent three of the four days hanging out at Hypeland so I could try to get as much of it as I could. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I got both t-shirts that I was able to tie-dye. It was a Naruto and a Hunter Hunter shirt. That's cool. And then they, I got a uh, Naruto tote bag um, in the meantime. But but yeah, it, while I was in that line, I was looking at the other exclusive stuff they had. And there's a show that I've heard about for a while, but I never watched it called Konosuba. And they mm. had a bunch of the characters on. They had like new versions of the characters as exclusives for the con too. And I told myself, oh, I hope I never watch this show so I won't be tempted to buy all this shit. So the day after the con ended, I, we decided to watch the show. And I started getting really into it. So it turns out there is a mobile game for it that I've been playing uh, for the last couple of days where it's basically it's like a comedy anime. So there's a, there's a uh, anime genre called Isekai. If you guys are familiar with it, I'm not, I'm not. So it's basically a genre where like a normal person for whatever reason gets like transported to a, another, like a a fantasy world or whatever. Okay. It's kind of like a catch all term for that type of story. So in this game, the character, the main character, he's like a, and this is usually a theme for Isekai also. It's like, it's almost like wish fulfillment because almost always the main character is like a shut in gamer or anime nerd who's a fucking loser in real life. And then he gets transported here and becomes like a, like a hero that all the girls are in love with (laughs) and all this stuff. So, so it's essentially like that, but it's almost like a parody. So this, the main character, he's like on his way home from buying a collector's edition of a game. And then he sees some girl who's about to get run over by a car. So he pushes her out of the way and gets killed instead. But it <laughs> turns out that the car was never actually going to hit her. And he just got so scared when he pushed her that he died from shock. So like he, when he dies, he goes to the afterlife and there's this condescending, condescending goddess who kind of tells him you have the choice to either go to heaven, be reincarnated, or you can go to this fantasy world. And it's essentially like an MMORPG and you get to choose one thing to take with you. But then if you die there, you'll be like, you'll be dead permanently or whatever. So because she was so condescending to him, he got mad and picked her as the item he wanted to bring with him to the world. So he sucked her in with him. And so it's like, it's essentially an MMORPG, but he's useless because he doesn't have any abilities and he's like a lazy dick. And then she, she's like the goddess girl who got sucked in with him is also useless because her powers don't really do anything here. And so he's just trying to build a party so they could try to accomplish their goal of like killing this devil King, which is like the ultimate goal of everybody who's here. But the show is just the show. And in turn, the game is really funny because each character is like really useless or like each character is like a really terrible person essentially. Mm-hmm. And the way that the characters interact and try to accomplish missions while all being completely inept is like really at times it's like super creative. Like one of the first characters they recruit is this mage who 
has mastered like the most powerful magical spell you can learn in this in this game or whatever but she's not strong enough to handle it so every time she does it she like passes out and becomes completely useless so that's like a running gag like she'll use this it's the only ability she knows so she'll use it on like stupid shit and then we'll pass out and then they'll have to find ways to like escape while protecting her and like there's this other character who's a she's like a paladin and it's essentially like a tank where her role is to absorb aggro and damage or whatever yep to protect her party but she's she's wants to she wants to be a tank not because she wants to protect her party but because she's like a masochist who gets off on getting hurt so she like invests all of her stats into defense so she could just have the monsters beat her up while she's like getting off on it essentially but when she actually tries to fight things she can never hit them or do any damage because all of her attack stats are so bad so that's like kind of the idea of it and then once you get to the game the game everything into the game translates from the anime so in a way it's it's funny because it's really cool that how they stay true to the show like the one character if you use her super it'll like wipe out all of the enemies but she'll pass out afterwards because of her Mm -hmm. spell being too strong or like the one care, the other character who, the other tank character, she literally can't hit enemies. Like she misses every single attack that <laughs> she does, but she can absorb aggro and kind of protect the rest of the group while they're building up their attacks. So it's like a, it's a really cool little like mobile gotcha game, and I've been having a lot of fun with it so far, trying to uh, build up the characters and everything. But the biggest reason I decided to download it is because I saw there was a ReZero collaboration that came out mm. for it. Sure. And that's like, that's one of my favorite shows ever. I've talked about it before. So yeah, if I think the collab passed already, but if it ever comes back around, I want to have enough currency to be able to get everything for free and not have to (laughs) dump infinite amounts of money on the hope that I might get them. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. So I've been kind of building up to that. And then like outside of the anime stuff, um, my friend and I split the price on a copy of the Capcom fighting collection that just came out. Oh, cool. Yeah. So We've been playing some of that online together. The biggest ones I want to talk about are uh, puzzle, not puzzle fighter, but um, super gem fighter. Give me some puzzle fighter. Yeah, puzzle fighters on there too. Oh shit, really? Yeah, I think it's puzzle fighter, cyberbots, street fighter, street fighter two hyper edition, red earth. Which this is the first time red earth is coming out over Mm. here. Um, and then um, super gem fighters, and then five dark stalkers games was. was rounds out the collection there's like 10 games in total but uh but yeah the main ones i wanted to talk about were uh pocket fighter and i don't know if have you guys have ever played that I it came out on pocket ps1 fighter. i love puzzle fighter and i love pocket fighter i love alone death yeah did you ever play it derek at all um i'm just looking it up i don't think so it, it's kind of like a pseudo sequel to puzzle fighter but it's an actual fighting game okay and um Oh, the the box art looks super familiar. Yeah, it came out as like a budget title on PS One. Yeah, um, I feel like I've played this. It looks super, and they're all like they're all like little like little looking, and they well, yeah, they look like they're they look like the Puzzle Fighter characters. Mm. And like when you do combos, they'll transform into other costumes. Like Chun Li turns into Jill from Resident Evil on some of mm. her attacks and stuff like that. Dan, they, with Dan, it's funny because. His dad, in the st- actual Street Fighter storyline, his dad was killed by Sagat. But I don't think they ever showed him. Um, but in this game, he can actually use his dad to like swing at enemies. 
and his dad <laughs> looks really just good. like him. Yeah. But yeah, but his dad looks just like him, but he's wearing a Tengu mask. And I just thought that was super funny because uh, like Dan is a parody of SN- of certain SNK characters that they were essentially accusing them of copying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final boss of Art of Fighting was the main character's dad who was disguised in a Tengu mask. <laughs> so I thought that was super clever that his dad in this game is wearing a Tengu mask to further reference the SNK nod. But uh, it that game's just really cool. There's it's it's super shallow because there's not a whole lot of combos you can do. Everything is like auto combos. Sure. Uh, you could pick up the gems from Puzzle Fighters to charge up your attacks, and the more you pick up of certain colors, each attack gets stronger. Um, they have really like self-aware and like fourth wall breaking win quotes and that kind of stuff. And the stories are all really stupid. Like for example. Uh, when I beat the game with Chun Li, her story was that since she's a cop, she was reading in the newspaper that a animal escaped the zoo, so she feels like it's her job to apprehend the animal and take it back. <laughs> and then her final boss is Felicia from Darkstalkers, who she just assumes is the escaped animal when she's not. And so her ending is that she delivers Felicia to the zoo and they lock her up. And then the next news story she reads is that like world famous pop idol Felicia's gone missing, and she decides to take that case too afterwards. Oh it's God. Just, it's just yeah, like it's super stupid. silly. Yeah, it's super dumb stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would say that the one thing I wish they would have made was a 3D fighting collection at some point. Oh, yeah. And just, and just and add every single like Power Stone, Street Fighter EX3, Plasma Rival, Sword, Rival Schools. Rival schools. Uh, that, that's my dream. I'm waiting for that one the most. And um, Yeah, I'm hoping that's next because yeah. this, this collection, I feel like. I'm glad to be able to play these games again, but for me, I solely bought this for Red Earth since that never came out <laughs> before. And I don't know, like, supposedly they've moved away from the Capcom test, but this just feels like the Capcom test to me, where they put five different Dark Soccer's games on it, some of which aren't are barely any different from the others. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I feel like this is another example where they're like, well, if you really want a new Dark Soccer's, you better buy this collection full of games you probably bought fifty times already. And if you don't, I guess that means you don't really want Darkstalkers, when in reality, it's just that people don't want to keep buying the same fucking game over and over again and have it held hostage, have a new one held hostage over the idea of them buying the same games again. Um, But it's funny because going from Puzzle Fighter to Red Earth, I didn't know how much of Puzzle or Puzzle Fighter. I didn't know how much of Pocket Fighter was a parody of Red Earth because Red Earth, of course, never came out here until now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the only character, the only like brand new character in Pocket Fighter who wasn't in any of the other Puzzle Fighter or Street Fighter Darkstalkers games was Tessa, who was also a character in Red Earth. So she was always like the standout to me when I would play Pocket Fighter because I knew nothing about her. And so in when you play Red Earth, it's it's a weird fighting game because it does have a versus mode where you could play against other people, but there's only four playable characters. But like when you play by yourself on the story mode, the story mode is essentially like a boss rush. So you're not fighting other fighters that have comparable abilities to you. You're fighting like giant ogres, dinosaurs, ghosts, and that kind of stuff. And it's really interesting because it's not exactly a fighting game, but it uses fighting game mechanics. And I think it was using the same engine that Street Fighter 3 used back when it came mm. out. And... um the connection that it has with like pocket fighter like how i mentioned on pocket fighter you can pick up puzzle fighter gems to power up your attacks and you can pick up like elemental orbs that give you special powers and that kind of stuff like all of that is ripped straight from red earth 
like instead of picking up gems, you pick up like money okay. and gold that powers up your character. And like after you finish each stage, it has like an RPG element where your character levels up and their attack strength will be higher in the next um, the next fight or they'll learn a new attack or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was just super interesting to go back in retrospect and see another layer of the parody that Pocket Fighter kind of added to it because in it really is it really plays more like red earth than anything i just had no idea until like 15 20 years later when i actually got to play red earth that's hilarious yeah so that was cool to uh, experience and then just red earth in general is just a really weird game in the end because uh i like obviously since this is on console you could save the game whenever you want you could do quick saves but all of these games are based off of their arcade versions, so they're super bare bones, and you could just like essentially push start, pick a character, and play. Like a lot of the games, you can't even switch your character if you're playing two player and you win because in the arcade you couldn't switch a character unless you lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with Red Earth, a password will pop up every time you beat a stage, so it'll save your progress, what level you're at, how close you are to the next level, etc. And I thought that was really cool too that the game had this super advanced password system that essentially let you treat it like an RPG and let you carry the character you've built from match to match, even if you don't continue on that single game. So it's just a really interesting concept. I could see why it didn't really go far outside of Japan because it was just such a weird take on fighting games (laughs) and such a blend of genres in a way that doesn't necessarily work exactly, but it would be fun to like drop a couple quarters into and move on. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about it, too, is that the game has multiple endings, which comes into play with achievements because you have to get every ending for the oh, achievements. But it's like they're like really weird, um, really weird requirements. Like some characters, it's like if you kill the sub boss a certain way, then you'll get a bad ending. Or if you continue this many times, you get this ending. Or if you don't continue at all, you'll get a, a better ending. But that only applies to certain characters, like depending who you play as. So right. I think altogether there's like, I want to say that there's like 12 endings about Jesus split up between the four characters. And they're all what? these really weird requirements for each character that are, they're not, they're not the same from character to character. Like I think the main character is the only one who has to worry about how he kills people. Whereas another character, they just flat out give you an option during his ending to pick one option or another. There's another one where you have to beat the game in less than five continues to get their best ending and another character where you have to beat it with no continues. It's like, it's really weird. It's really weird and interesting. And I think it's um, the way it was put together is a really cool concept. I I almost wish they would revisit it, but it's Mm. been like 20 years and the only thing (laughs) we've got is a Street Fighter V costume in recent years for for Alex, I think. So yeah, probably not going to happen anytime soon, but I like playing it and kind of being able to experience that piece of capcom history that we didn't get to see otherwise amazing and which is that like the game you've spent the most time with in the collection so far then probably because every other game i've picked up like the two i mentioned are the ones i played the most yeah um but red earth in particular was just so brand new and once i realized like i beat the game with tessa first and hers is one of the ones where they just flat out tell you Oh, pick this for one ending and this for another. Okay, yeah. And so I was wondering, oh, you know, is that going to be that way with every character? So I picked the main character next and they never gave me an option, but I got an ending that was obviously bad. Mm -hmm. And then so I just went back and looked up a guide and it's like, oh, yeah, if you kill the sub boss in a way that like 
because he has a sword and so if you kill enemies a certain way they'll like split in half kind of like a samurai showdown where if you kill enemies certain ways they'll have like death animations sure so if hit the the sub boss is like his brainwashed friend or something so it's like if you kill if you actually kill his friend you'll get the bad ending when you beat the game but then if you don't if you like kill him with a kick instead that doesn't stab him when you deliver the finishing blow then that'll give you a better ending and then if you could do it within like if you could do it without continues then it gets you the best ending so it's just really interesting that so much to like keep track of and figure out just to just to see like a different cutscene. right and when you keep in mind that it was an arcade in japan right like for it to be that intricate and lean so heavily into like the rpg storytelling elements of it is super unique and again i don't know if it's necessarily the best I don't think it makes for the best arcade game necessarily, but I'm happy that something so experimental and unique exists and that we're able to play it really easily now. Right. It's about time. Hmm. Uh, is that everything for you then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Cool. For me, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, almost nothing but like an hour of Fall Guys. Fall Guys, I, I played, M- Michaela and I played a good chunk of uh, when it dropped on PS4, which was what, like a year, PS, PS4, PS5, like a year ago? Um, I think, I don't know. It was like, a, it launched as like a PlayStation Plus title and it was super fun. And now it's, now, now it's on everything else. So it's hit PC and it's, it might have been on PC before, but it's on Xbox now as well. Uh, and it's free to download. They're also doing, if you have a Game Pass, you get like, uh, a special costume every month at this point. Um, yeah, the game's like super, have you guys played it? It's like super, it's just stupid, silly. Like there's 60, you're, you're all like beans and you're on a game show and you're like trying to survive and be the winner basically. And so there's all these, there's basically a roulette of these like silly uh, games where you basically like, you know, some of them are like races. So you need to like get from point A to point B, but there's all these obstacles and you're not very good at stuff and you can just kind of jump and um, try to avoid things basically. And you're just trying not to fall off uh faster than other people and there's other things where you need to like you know every time uh a character like touches uh this area it will like get weaker until it eventually falls and so you have to try to like stay up as long as you can versus other people like just kind of silly games like that they probably around probably takes about five five to ten minutes maybe um in there and in each like game is like three rounds and then like a final round I don't know. It's like super fun. And you would, depending on how well you do, you get like currency and or crowns and you use that stuff to get new costume pieces. And there's obviously a battle pass because it's a free to play game now and all that sort of stuff. But I, I don't know. It's super fun and it's super, um, you can squad up with up to four people now. So there's like a squad mode, which I don't think there was at launch. Uh, that that's something I'm definitely interested in. Um, you know, I don't even think we could, I don't even remember if there was duos or anything at the start, but it is free to play. And I think it's very fun. I was talking about like, you know, last episode, I think I was talking about that Roller Champions, the new Ubisoft game, um, which I haven't gone back to. You know, it didn't didn't have a lot of longevity. I didn't go back to that. Uh, I haven't gone back to that since I talked about having fun with it initially. Fall Guys, I think it's one of those things where you can jump into with just a little bit of time. Um, you know, even pl- it's simple enough because really the controls are like you can dive and you can jump and you run around and that's it. Uh, so it's simple enough that you could play with people who maybe are not super comfortable playing video games. It's very easy to understand. And um, the, 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 the purpose of each 
or the the goal of each mini game that you're playing is very easy, very simple as well. It's just a matter of like, and it's like so floaty and everything. Like everyone's kind of terrible at it. Like it's kind of the point. And so I think it's very approachable for uh, anyone, regardless of how comfortable you are playing video games. So, like I've seen lots of videos of it, but I've never played it myself. Um, yeah, it's just like stupid fun. I I, I think it's pretty fun. Um, hopefully it has because I know that that. I feel like I remember reading that obviously launching on PlayStation Plus, it had a huge boon of players right away. And then I think it faded away kind of quickly. So hopefully now that they've switched to this free to play model, you know, as long as they keep adding new mini games and obviously as long as they keep adding costumes, because there's like, you know, there's tons of like, uh, uh, like, you know, there's like a KFC suit and there's, you can get the Halo Master Chief helmet with the cat ears and like, <laughs> you know, there's like an Ezio costume from Assassin's Creed. Like there's all sorts of branding and stuff in it. Um, and that, that I think could definitely help to keep it going. So, but yeah, it's fun. I would definitely suggest giving it a try. Now that it's so accessible, it's, like you said, it should be a lot easier to find people to jump on. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I've definitely been tempted to give it a try a couple of times now that I've seen it floating around on both the Xbox and Switch stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, right. It's on Switch too now. Yeah, and it's got it's got cross like I think full cross full cross play and everything too. Like I know um, when I started playing on the Xbox for the first time, it mentions like that you'll be playing with people from other consoles as well as PC. So that's correct. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all that I have been playing. I hope hopefully. Next time around, I feel like I, I last time I barely talked about anything. It's just been a wild couple of weeks. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for that stuff. Uh, is there any news that you guys wanted to talk about? I mean, I mean, the elephants in the room. I think we got like two big announcements that dropped, which was that God of War is coming this end of the year, which we kind of vaguely talked about, but we have a release date. It's like the will they, won't they? Like, yeah. is it going to get pushed or not? Um, I mean, they got the collector's editions already out which look awesome the thor yeah, hammer looks yeah. awesome i yeah, kind of it does i don't know why i slept on the first one maybe i just didn't have a lot of faith in it um but man i mean like i'm really hyped for ragnarok like <laughs> yeah i just did you just, watch the new trailer that I, they... I i did i did it yeah looks... <sighs> i feel like i'm trying not to i know but I, I think i know where they're going with it and of course this game is gonna throw us like a curveball uh, at the end, you know, at some point. And of course, um, the other big news, which is that Red Pop is taking over E3, which is, uh, it, 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 I mean, the rumors were, were circulating for, for months about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are not familiar with, with uh, Red Pop, these are the guys that handle New York Comic Con. Read Pop, sorry. Read Pop. Uh, they handle, uh, New York Comic Con and they PAX. also handle PAX, which is, and not uh, been a Star Wars celebration as well, I believe. Yeah. So um, they have big things going on for E3. They took a lot of uh, feedback from developers, writers, people in the industry, uh, not influencers and not public people, which is good because you're supposed to hear, you know, it's a trade show. At the end of the day, it's E3 was right. always a trade show. Um, I'm not saying that the general public should not go. I think that's cool. Uh, but if I, I read, I, <laughs> I hate that. Like it's, God, I, I like, hate it too. I hate it too. But if they, if they so, go into so crowded, it is. But if they go into the route of GamesCon, which if you think about it, GamesCon does it right. So does Tokyo Game Show where it's a four day event, not a three day event. And the first two days are mostly for uh, industry only people. So like press 
and people who are developers are there just to, you know, talk, chat. Um, and then, uh, you know, by that point, everybody's kind of bouncing out and everyone's like, well, I'm just here for two days. And I mean, you know, and, um, I mean, the general public can have either their own packs here. That'd be great. Why don't, why don't we just give them a pack so they could just leave us E3 people alone? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, cause it, that, yeah, like, I was going to say with like, how does it, I don't know. Cause of course it's been for the, I think the couple of years before mm-hmm. the pandemic, before it stopped happening, obviously they started letting people, members of the public in, which it never had been before. Like now yeah. with a company like read pop taking it over, like, does it just become another packs or like how, how do you what are they going to do to differentiate it's, it's, it's aside cool. from e3s where like generally all the big announcements have come from but now yeah. every you know now all the the big publishers kind of have their own events anyway yeah they do have their own thing but i think at this point uh what i foresee in the future right is that even though the convention center might not be the place to go for the general public. It'll be like comic con where everything else surrounding that area mm. will become certain areas for like companies so that people can walk through. And of course they'll have E3, right? They'll, they'll have whatever's in there, which I, I'm quite sure a lot of big first party people will not want the general public outside to try. Um, right. And that will be a thing for sure. And I think third party, their party developers will want to take advantage of the fact that there's all this space. I don't, you know, um, Josh can tell you, like, even for people who went to Anime Expo, they, even though it was using two areas, they still had alternate areas to do panels, which was at the, um, a majority of it was at the Regent Hotel, the, the big old hotel out there. So I don't see that. I, I don't see that, like, um, going anywhere. Uh, I mean, it's it's E3 will do its own thing for sure, but they'll do some cool activations outside. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of space to play around with, and Anime Expo made sure that every stone was not was like unturned. <laughs> they did so many stuff activations outside of the convention center, um, like you know, like they did all these like dances, or they did like some nightclub stuff or whatever. Um, and they they knew what they had, and I and I think if if they play their cards right with this, um. It, it will definitely be a different experience next year. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what they might do. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to PAX this year and I want to see how they're doing PAX with everything coming up. Yeah. And just see what's going on with that. So, I, I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm, I mean, this, this news really, it, I mean, I saw a lot of people just really excited for it in, in, in terms of, you know, people were thinking that there was going to get a lot of this negative sentiment, but it, it I mean, I saw a lot, mostly positive people. Just... Yeah, it's definitely been more positive yeah. than I expected when yeah. I read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were the big things for me, too. I think I also was surprised. Well, no, I wasn't surprised. I was interested in the fact that uh, Diablo Immortal has been out for a month and it's made $50 million. So, Jeez. you know, <laughs> I guess we do well. have phones. I know, right? It's like... I don't know. I like. I played it for a couple hours and it seemed, it seems pretty fun. Obviously, the uh, you know it's getting a lot of flack for like how much you apparently have to pay to get anything good um but i'm a casual player so i don't care about that but uh 50 million dollars in a month it's not like pokemon go levels but it's pretty freaking huge and i don't know it just like shows obviously everyone like hated the fact that the next diablo game was on their phone but look mm-hmm. at look at them go so um it turns out they were right <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's kind of lame though but um 
Skull and Bones also is is got a it's a it's a real thing. Skull and Bones. Did you guys watch the the gameplay reveal today? Uh, no, no, I haven't watched I anything. No, 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 I watched a, I watched a bit of it. It looks fun. It looks like I don't know. I I, I just can't believe this game is like re revealed. Because when did they initially announce it? God, I don't know. It was a while oh, ago. Man, I I feel like that. Like it got announced, and then I was like years right, ago. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to Google it quickly, but I can't seem to find it. Uh, no, but it was years. It, when was Skull and Bones announced? Oh, 2017. Oh my 3, god, 2017. Of course, uh, you're gonna forget was, that. <laughs> yeah, in 2018, they said it was coming out in 2019, and that, uh, and I think that like f- after its initial reveal, which I remember, I remember watching and thinking it looked pretty cool. Like, I feel like they barely talked about it and didn't show anything from it. And now it's finally coming out for real. And it looks kind of, it looks pretty fun. I, I feel like I would probably not buy it. Um, but once the Ubisoft, what is it? Ubisoft Plus? Is that, what they, is that what it's called? Once their subscription comes to Xbox, I think I'll probably, you know, I'm a sucker for subscription services. So I'll probably jump on that one too. I would definitely play this via subscription. I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like I barely know anything about it. It's probably because so much time has passed that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Comments are turned off on the official reveal. So I wonder if it was not overly positive or uh, what the what the reason for that is. So what's coming out first, this or Beyond Good and Evil 2? I think definitely this. Beyond Good and Evil 2 will never come out. It, that, it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, it does not. And I was I, I, I think we talked about it on the show years and years ago. And I was so I was so excited for that announcement. And uh yeah, yeah. Now, now they've not talked about it really since. So, except mm-hmm. for the the like occasional, yeah, we're still working on it, um, but they're not. That's not real. Uh, yeah. Anything else for you guys? Um, I have a couple of things I want to speed through. Yeah. yeah. Um, first, just to update is something I talked about a few shows ago that disastrous Xenoblade Three Collector's Edition launch. Uh, Nintendo very suddenly announced that they were going to redo it last mm-hmm. Friday. Um it ended up being just as bad as it was the first <laughs> time. So no one really understands why they delayed it. And this time what happened was I was able to get it into my cart. Yep. Um, I tried checking out, but it kept saying there was nothing in my cart when I would check out. And then it kicked oh. me back into the waiting room and people started reporting that it w- was showing as sold out. So I mm. thought I had no chance. I accidentally left the tab open on my work computer, which is probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> and, I went on my I went on my uh, break, my last break of the day, and when I was just going to start shutting down to go home, I saw that the tab changed from like an infinite loading bar to being solid. So I clicked okay. on it. It got me into the store, but sure enough, it said sold out. But it still said it was in my cart from earlier. So I clicked on my cart. It said I had it, and then I finally was able to buy it. <gasps> really? After me. After accidentally waiting for like six hours at, at work oh my God. when I should have been, you know, helping people. <laughs> Sometimes but you got to help yourself, Josh. Yeah. yeah. yeah in the end, I helped point. myself to a <laughs> second copy of a game that I already bought the normal version of. So, okay. That's but the this other one's thing for too. collectors. They this announced, too, that the collector's edition content's not even going to be ready in time for release. So they're going to oh ship everyone gosh. the game. They're going to ship it. <laughs> So they're going to ship everyone the game by itself on release date, and sometime in September or October they're going to send Jeez, the rest of it. Jeez, dude, so ridiculous! So yeah, this whole thing is a disaster. The hell? Um, but aside from that, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is getting a remake. Oh, yeah, right. I saw that, yeah. 
And uh, they are saying that neither Suda51 nor James Gunn are associated with it, which was the first I've remember. This was the first I've heard that James Gunn helped make the first one. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, okay. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently he helped work on it. So, and he's not working on this one, whatever oh. that means. Um, other than that, quick little mobile game update that I just thought was kind of cool, but. Um, Pokemon Masters, which is the uh, the gotcha Pokemon game where you can uh, recruit characters from the video game mm, franchise, mm-hmm. hasn't had any anime-exclusive characters yet. It's just been strictly video games, but today they launched a surprise event where Ash is in the game now. Okay. Um, but currently he's only an opponent. He's not a character you could buy or recruit, and yep. there's no word if he'll be recruitable, but it's pretty cool. They tie- They're tying it into the current anime storyline where... I don't know if either of you are kind of uh, following it at all loosely no, or no. directly, but they're heavily hinting that this might actually be the end of at least Ash as the primary really? as the protagonist. Cause they're doing this big tournament that's bringing together every final boss from every video game and like every major character that's beaten oh, that him in cool. past seasons in this big, like eight way tournament that he's training for. Mm-hmm. And they're so, heavily implying that, that he might it's end a, up winning over. this and that'll be kind of the end because he's beaten <laughs> what else is there left to do yeah pretty much um and they've already introduced a like a secondary main character that he's been partnering with yeah yeah so this is just speculation on my side but i'm wondering almost if they're gonna transition and have that character take over um but either way um how it relates to this mobile game is like the story of the crossover is that he's training for this tournament and and found himself accidentally on this island that the game takes place at sure and it's kind of cool because it's the first time like that ash and red are in the same game together who are loosely the same character like yep so uh so i thought that was super cool when i checked in this morning and then the last thing i want to mention which is uh some sad news is that the creator Mm -hmm. of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh unfortunately was found dead yesterday looks like from a snorkeling accident um but you know of course it's super sad um super sudden obviously since it was an accident he was uh, like he was like only 60 yeah he's only 60 years old um it's just weird because i again it was just at anime expo and every every major convention has like this big uh Yu-Gi-Oh booth where yeah they let you put yourself on a card and well, then and they... that, like that's the booth that's always right across from us at comic-con mm-hmm, right yeah and like this year it was in at anime expo it was right across from like the all the video game stuff so it had a pretty big presence at the con you know everyone it's just so surreal especially as like a longtime fan i've been playing and watching Yu-Gi-Oh pretty much since it came out yeah. in the US and uh still have loosely followed it ever since so it was just a really surreal like awful news to read um but yeah i mean there's not too much more to say but it's just uh super unfortunate and uh you know it's it's just amazing to see how much of a legacy he left behind mm-hmm. behind i think he stopped the original Yu-Gi-Oh manga i want to say almost like has to be like 15 20 years ago and it's still going strong whether it's the anime whether it's other spin-offs whether it's video games you know it's still so persistent and consistent so 
you know, of course. Man, can this? I'm just reading what the the Washington Post write up. It says that it it originally ran uh, originally ran in Shonen Jump from '96 to 2004, but it also says Guinness World Records recognized Yu-Gi-Oh in 2011 as the biggest trading card game ever, with more than 25 billion cards sold. How could that be bigger? How could it be bigger than Pokemon? I feel like Pokemon fell off for a while, like the card game at least. Mm, but it's, it's come a, back though. It's come it, back. It's a fairly recent phenomenon that this that people are fighting each other in parking yeah. lots for these things I, I mean i definitely i <laughs> i left pokemon to go to Yu-Gi-Oh too so like and so did i have like everyone that i knew at the time um mm. but what it would have been like 2000 or something maybe 99 when the the cards started to get popular up here and and yeah everyone jumped ship nobody was playing pokemon anymore mm-hmm. um and yeah 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 that, that game it, this game was a freaking blast though i loved playing that game yeah, and it makes you wonder how different things would be because, like, when the manga started, the story was never focused on cards. Like, he played a different game every, every like fight essentially, mm-hmm. and eventually, I think the when he did the eventual fight with the with a card game, that one ended up being like the most popular among manga readers, and so they decided to kind of just focus on that as like the main game that they played, right? But like, even then, like the final storyline of that, of that's of that. Uh, book was like a chess game essentially so like even then they eventually went back to the roots of it focusing on different games oh interesting yeah like the the, honestly maybe it's sentimentality talking but i've heard other people say this today and i stopped and thought about it and i can't really argue otherwise but a lot of people are saying that the final arc of Yu-Gi-Oh was the one of the best final arcs in anime that they've ever seen really and when i think back on it like i absolutely love the final arc of that show and so many anime that i've watched over the years they kind of don't know how to end it and it always ends up super sure. unsatisfying but like or it's ending... like one piece and they just never end it right or yeah exactly it's just it just keeps going um but yeah like not to go into too much detail because we're already running long but like the it ties up old old villains come back to kind of become the final the, like the main villains it ties up all the questions from like the past and tying them up to the present day storyline. And like once the bad guys are fully defeated, like the whole thing culminates in like a match between like Yugi and this and the spirit that he transforms into when he plays. And they like play against each other to kind of prove that like the young Yugi, the little Yugi is, um, has become strong enough and independent enough to where he doesn't need to rely on, the spirit to be his own person anymore. And of course they resolve it with a card game, but like the way, it, the way it plays, the way it plays up is like perfect, especially because uh, like the spirit is using all of the strongest cards. Whereas like little Yugi is using cards that get stronger over time. So it's sure. like really symbolic of how he's grown to, to surpass the person that's protected him for so long. It was just like a super, super good ending. And yeah, like I think in the in the grand scheme of like the phenomenon of the cards and how ridiculous some of the uh, scenarios of the show was and the manga, like a lot of people today I saw sh- were sharing this one particular part where someone tried to shoot Kaiba, but he throws a card in between the hammer oh and the gosh. barrel of the gun to stop the bullet from <laughs> like in between all the ridiculous stuff. I feel like that manga has really good writing that. Yeah doesn't necessarily get appreciated not because people don't recognize it but because everything else around it so 
out of like so out there <laughs> that that gets most of the attention but right like but yeah i think like that story is just such a really good story and it just it's great that he really got to see his creation grow into what it became but it's you know it's never it's always horrible when you hear such of a course. someone dying at such a young age and so suddenly and so tragically at yeah in an accident like that so i mean yeah but i mean you know it's still Yu-Gi-Oh and his other creations still live on and <laughs> continue to make forever. people. Yeah. And continue to put smiles on faces around the world. So that's, you know, all that anyone could really ask. Do you think, do you think they'll like people will do anything around the Konami booth at San, in San Diego this year? I wonder, um, one of the it's cards like pretty big, like this is a pretty big deal. I think. I think so too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I know one thing that people are kind of doing on their own already is that there's this one fairly common card that he drew of his real life dog. Mm. And people started, people have started buying that card like in mass as tribute. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something going, some stuff like that, just whatever small gestures people can do to show respect. Of course. Well, on that note, I think that's (laughs) the end of the show. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have brought that up earlier so we could have ended in a, like a happy way, but mm. uh here we are, you know. We just uh we we do it live and uh yeah, that was some big news from from today. Well, and the good news did. is we'll be right across from them, so if you want to see <laughs> want to see what's going on, you might as well visit Geekscape while you're there. Yes, yes. Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con is coming up in just a couple weeks and Geekscape as always will be there in the same place as we always are. It's booth 3919. Um, it'll be interesting. Like, I feel like so many big, uh, like so many big companies seem to not be on the show floor this year. I know that the exhibit hall map dropped yesterday. I haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet, but I'm really interested to see like all all these big companies take so much space and them not having like a lot of them not having space on the floor, you know, what's going to take their spots. Basically. I think it should be, it'll be a very interesting, uh, it'll be an interesting year. And obviously it's the first big thing for a lot of people and it seems like the there's less like off-site stuff um at least it's been announced so far and like did companies realize they didn't actually need it and people watch their shit anyway or like is it because like everything's unpredictable and if their staff gets sick they've like lost a lot of money on the things like it's so hard to know but um i'm excited for comic-con though i'm very excited for it so 3919 um as for you josh and you carlos where can everyone find you uh, everyone can find me at Inu Joshua on all social media platforms and gaming platforms. Also, keep an eye out on the Geekscape Games Instagram. I've been having trouble logging in like, since I got a new phone and have to trans- transition everything. But I got a lot of really cool cosplay photos that should be going up soon, including some really cool video game ones. I found a Lammy cosplayer from um, Jammer Lammy, which was super cool. It was one of the <laughs> nice. highlights of the convention for me. Um, and just you know, various posts from anime expo that should be going up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, for me, just everywhere. Angry bananas. You can find me anywhere. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, I am at D on Twitter, but I didn't really use it. So whatever. Um, and yeah, Geekscape games on Instagram and yeah, we'll be back in just a couple of weeks with another episode. I never told you that this was episode, uh, this was level two Oh nine. Uh, huh. So Ragnarok is coming out this year. Uh, But there you go. That's the title. And have a good one. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 